0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week for All Things Evangelism. This week, we're talking about witnessing in the workplace. And so I decided to get someone in to chat who doesn't work for the church proper, who um, has spent a lot of time working in the secular world and also just, yeah, witnessing in various contexts, being a Christ follower in a normal job scenario. So Gia, thank you for, for joining us. This is Gia Evina. Hello, um,
1: I'm
0: very happy to join you. Yeah, I'm so so glad that you decided to take the time and and, (laughs) yeah, have this conversation. But so just so that everyone knows, if you've not listened to the podcast before, this is not a class teaching you exactly how you should do things. This is a conversation between people who have a little bit of experience and and knowledge doing witnessing and, and sharing the gospel. And yeah, Gia, you though, although you're a passionate witness for Jesus, you haven't always been, is that right? That's right.
1: Yeah. So I came to know Jesus about probably 15 years ago. Maybe, I think I met you a few, just a couple of years after I got to know who Christ was.
0: 15 years. Yeah, that's right. And that was in 2011. Yeah. So
1: it was 2007, that seven, eight, nine, nine, ten. So four, yeah. So four years later we met. Yep. That's right.
0: Yeah. And so you, were you from a religious family or was it just.
1: We're Greek so yep. we are automatically born into the greek orthodox religion okay and but we weren't practicing like my family my mum was very faithful and very loved god very much but we would only go to church maybe easter and christmas but we did keep all the traditions that the, the greek orthodox traditions yeah we did all that so, <laughs> so cu- culturally i was in the world though like i was yep. very i own my own clubs i was living overseas in Europe. I was doing all the things that secular people would do, probably worse. But I was down deep down inside. I did know there had to be something. And then in 2007, I got to meet God face to face and really um, get to know him. Were you the kind
0: of person before you gave your life to Christ who was outspoken and who would share their thoughts and feelings and opinions with others?
1: Yes. Yeah, I would say I was. Yeah, definitely.
0: So you weren't someone who was afraid to share?
1: No, prior to becoming a Christian, I was still very outspoken. Those who know me know I can't shut my mouth. So yeah, that was me before and that's me now.
0: So your natural disposition to share and to feel free, communicating your thoughts and feelings, that's helped you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think there's some things about your character that you can take with you, even when you become a believer. I think there's some things that God weeds out. So I have noticed I'm... A lot wiser than what I was, but now I, yeah, I'm a lot more careful with when I open my mouth. I probably do still offend people, but not as bad. It's, yeah. If you're offensive or maybe insensitive
0: in how you speak, you can say to people, <laughs> you should have known me then. <laughs> like, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause you and I are similar in that, like we're yeah. we're pretty forthcoming. We're pretty straightforward. It's just, I wouldn't say I was that way before I was converted. I actually wasn't. I was less forthcoming because I, I would have defined myself as a people pleaser, but I've worked on being honest and being transparent and telling the truth. And so I've developed over time to be a person who just says what I think because I'm afraid of just being what I used to be, where you're just yeah, living a awesome. life that's not your own life, where you're just saying what you, what people want you to say, and you're doing what people want you to do. But yeah, maybe I did speak a little bit. But anyway, so my point is that the times that I was vocal before I was a Christian, boy, it was a lot less sensitive than now, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: definitely. But we're
0: all growing. Yeah, look, I, okay, so where, where what is the what is your work history?
1: So I always worked in either hospitality And in the last probably decade, I was working in like social work in the community as a case worker or case manager Uh, in Sydney. uh, We've moved to Lake Macquarie now, but prior to that, I was working in a large secular organization in Sydney, the Benevolent Society it was called. And now, yeah, recently I was working on the central coast, same sort of work.
0: And when you were baptized, did you just believe at the beginning? Okay. I'm called by God to witness and my workplace is a Place that provides me opportunity to share.
1: Yeah. So when I first became a Christian, I feel like I did everything wrong. Like when it came to, there is really no right or wrong way. But I feel like I've learned so much more now over the years. I feel like God has really just taught me, and and He's weeded things out of my heart, and He's, I don't know how you would put it. Like He slowly just molds you into what He wants you to be. And I feel like when I first became a Christian, I really just was hard out like I was hard out I would bash people over the head with the Bible pretty much like everything everyone I was trying to convert everyone thinking that everyone needed to be converted and that everyone was ready to be converted but I didn't realize till later on in my life that actually not everyone's ready when you go to them so I think that's key that's a mistake I made. I just thought like I just wasted my hours and days trying to minister to people and witness to people that really weren't ready and weren't interested. But just for the sake of um, discussion and for the sake of debate, they would, they would you know, interact with me and talk to me about it. But really, yeah, now the way I do it now, I feel has helped me so much more and able to get a Bible study. I remember just going to a wedding that I went to. I, was, I figured out a way now where at the wedding I went to, it was a Greek wedding. And I was like, Lord, today, tonight, you're going to bring me a Bible study. And he did. I had two Bible studies after that wedding. And I just feel like the way I do it now is so much smarter than what I was doing it when I first became a Christian, just trying to witness to every single human being that I could come across.
0: Do you think Um, it could have been any different though?
1: Yes. No. It could have been different. No, you know what? Yes and
0: no, maybe.
1: The issue is, this is the issue, because I'm so outspoken, My character prior to becoming a Christian was being at the forefront, being a show-off. I was always in the limelight. I was always, I'm very extroverted. So I thought that I could take that with me as I became a new Christian, but I knew nothing then. I was just a baby Christian, but I was so excited about what I learned about God and what he did to change my life that I just wanted to share it with the whole world. I was like, dude, I, If you've got two legs and you can understand, you can speak, you've got two arms, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. So that's what happened. It's interesting um,
0: because I I never thought of this before, but two thoughts just came to my mind. The first was you were a baby Christian, but you didn't know it. You you didn't know how to be a baby Christian, but babies don't know that they're babies, right? Like my first son, when he was three, he's three, but he doesn't know his place. He doesn't know his limitations. He thinks he's one of us, like as far as, and he is one of us as far as being a person, But as far as having the capacity to to do certain things and understand certain things. He doesn't have that, but he doesn't know. As a newborn Christian, there are certain things that you're just not aware
1: Yeah, It's it's, like ignorance in a way. You're just ignorant
0: to what you are. You did have a burden to share, obviously, and that would have translated into your work experience, your work life. Do you have any like stories, situations that you found yourself in?
1: So for me, it's really down to, and I'll just cut it short, what I feel works. This might not work for everyone, but for me, it's like a three-step. The first one is... You cannot minister without the Holy Spirit, full stop. And that's taken me so long to realize that so many times I've gone out there and opened conversations with people at work or tried to minister or tried to witness. And I've done it without the spirit of God. And what I mean by the Holy Spirit, I mean, like the first thing you do every morning before you leave your house to go to work, like you really need to ask God and plead with him for his spirit. And he promises you in the word that he will give it to you. So for me, I just, first thing is the Holy Spirit. Like I just pray and ask for God to refill me or to, cause I'm leaking, I'm a leaking vessel. For me, it's about filling me, refilling me. And I find it's different when I, cause sometimes I have a devotion in the morning or I might not even ask for the Holy Spirit. I just have a prayer, whatever it might be, a fast food prayer, whatever it might be. And then I go to minister or witness and I can see the difference. When I really sit down and be still, like God says, be still and know that I am God. When I sit down and I'm still and I wait and I ask for the Spirit and I pray that God gives me wisdom because he says, if you lack wisdom, ask and I'll give it to you. But I think this is a daily thing. Just Jesus daily went and asked for the Holy Spirit. So that's number one. Number two is ask God before you go to work, give me someone today you want me to talk to. Now, this one person could be the same person for months, right? It doesn't mean he's going to give you a new person every day. But if you ask just for one person, God will give you that one person this has never, this has always worked for me because I've never not had one person that I've been ministering to. And a few years ago, I wanted to be like Peter. I wanted to be the preacher. I wanted to be, I never preach actually, but I wanted to be the person that brings a billion people to God. But then I realized if I can't be faithful with little, how can I be faithful with much? And so the second step for me is asking God to find one person that you can minister to just one. We're so busy. I'm a mom. I I work, I was a mum, having all these, my husband's doing his master's degree, he's working full-time. You can't minister to the world. Sometimes that's not who you're called to be. Sometimes you're called to be Andrew. Just bring that one person to Christ. And I pray for that one person. And usually someone will come along. And the third one is you start throwing pearls. So when you get to work, you start throwing pearls. Now, when you throw those pearls, someone might catch them. If someone catches that pearl that you're throwing out, you know, that they're ready to listen to what you're saying. If someone drops the pearl, so you throw a pearl out there and I'll give you an example. My, man, my last manager, I, I just loved him. He's awesome. He, he was gay and I just, I don't know, we just hit it off. we just, I just fell in love with the guy. I was like, you know what? I love this guy. He's been so, he's such a good manager. Probably one of the best managers I've had so far. I thought, you know what? I'm going to throw pearls out there. I'm just going to throw them every day. From the day I started working, I was just throwing pearls. It was just him and I to start with in one room. And then there was a group of us. And I would just so throw pearls out there. Like one would be, he would say, my partner and I, we're fighting. I don't know how to reach him. Like I can't stand this and I can't stand that. And I was like, I'm just going to throw a pearl out there. And the first pearl I threw, I talked about prayer. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray for your partner. I'm going to pray for you guys. And some people feel as christians are like oh you're going to pray for a gay couple but it's not the gay couple I'm praying for
0: right. like you're going to pray for two gay guys that are in a romantic relationship to get along better how dare you because <laughs> he, and you can to be to be sympathetic you can see they might think if someone's engaged in a relationship that is not sanctioned by god why would you pray that relationship would improve. You right. just pray it would go down the toilet so that they could see that it's really horrible and they're doing the right. no wrong thing. But that then there's another side. By the way, I don't want to get lost on this and, and get you no. offside, but no. or off track rather. But but then like, why would you not want two human beings who God loves to get along yeah. and to treat each other decently and kindly, irrespective of how they're relating and whether or not you approve of that or disapprove of that? Right? If I disapprove of a certain company. corporation, or let's say, I don't think that two friends relate, maybe I don't think that their friendship is very healthy or functional or right, Mm. you know, but, or maybe I think that two people, whatever. I just don't improve of a relationship. That doesn't mean I shouldn't want, if a man and a woman were having premarital sex, which I disagree with, why would I not want them to get along as best as they possibly no, can?
1: No, absolutely. Anyway, so but, I'm just so gonna there, going to say that because I know half no, the people
0: who are listening to us are going to be like thinking about that. So sort of, yeah, let me say yeah. something about it.
1: For me, it was more about that. I love- You him.
0: love that guy. Yeah, you I love him. loved him. Totally. And
1: I feel like I never used to love the way I love now without God and without the Holy Spirit. And for me, there's no judgment. I have no in 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 Romans fourteen like there's no judgment. You, you don't judge the other. It's hard not to judge as a Christian because we know right and wrong because God has showed us or we've learned over the years. But at the same time, I just feel like you know what God? I want to be sold out. I want to be sold out for you, and I want to be able to, for you to use me. How am I going to do that if I'm constantly thinking, "Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong." And but anyway, when I was praying, when I asked to pray, it was more about praying for the individual human, like praying for the individual. My manager, his, his, his partner, but not praying so much for their relationship, but praying for them individually. And he caught that pearl. He caught the pearl and straight away, he's oh, you're a Christian and started talking to me about it. So I knew when he caught that pearl, I knew, okay, I can keep talking now. Had he dropped that pearl, like brushed me off. Oh yeah, thanks. And left it. I would have known he's dropped the pearl. He's not interested in discussing spiritual things, but he picked up the pearl. And then on another note, on another day, I was able to share with him the triune love of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and showed him what love is about. Love is other-centered and shared that. And he used that in his relationship and it worked. And he came back and he's like, it's working. Well, of course it's working because that's how God created us. If you're just selfishly loving, oh, he doesn't do this for me, he doesn't do that for me, I said, that's not going to work out. Now, moving aside, they're not together anymore, but just, I'm just trying to share ways that you can minister in the workplace. So the, wow. those are my, my steps are asking for the Holy Spirit in the morning every day if you can. And if you remember, which you should, the second step was to ask God to bring you someone, even just one person and be faithful to that one person and throw pearls, start throwing pearls. Another person I was ministering or trying to witness to when I was in Sydney, I threw a couple of pearls and each time I threw that pearl, it would drop. There was just nothing. It was just like, okay, I know I can't keep going there and I'm just going to be wasting my time and probably pushing that person further away. So now, and that person I kept throwing the pearl, throwing the pearl. And then eventually that person caught it. Um, In my workplace, I've been able to have Bible studies with people during lunchtime, just by throwing a pearl out there, that person catching it. And then over time, building that friendship and and talking about spiritual things and then having Bible studies and meet me in the, one of the, I remember I'd be like, meet me in one of the rooms, one of our um, meeting rooms for lunch. And we would just sit there for half an hour, even just half an hour, have a quick open the Bible, not a full Bible study about prophecy and stuff, just like even a few verses and discuss them. Another person i got to minister to was my husband. So that was through work. He was working as a barista making coffees in Sydney at a cafe he was managing. And I was working in the building. And for probably about 10 months, I popped into that cafe, maybe three or four times a week. And during that time, I would throw pearls out to my husband not knowing. I was not interested in him. I had no attraction to him at the time, but I, he was very friendly. And, I, and those who know my husband, like he's, he's easy to get along with. Well, I guess some people probably beg to differ, but I would throw pearls out and he would catch them and ask more questions. And I was like, oh, this guy, maybe he's interested in spiritual things. 10 months later, he asked me out on a date. Anyway, and the rest is history. We've had two kids. He's definitely in the church and loves God very much with all his heart. But that's how that started. It was just because I'd go. So you could go to a cafe during your lunch break and you could start building a friendship with the barista. Maybe don't marry him like I did, but like you could just throw things out there. And then, and because we built that relation, he knew I was a Christian. I shared with him seminars that I'd go to. He'd ask me, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I went to a church camp. And he goes, what do you guys do there? And I shared everything and shared the message. And although he was very secular and he was drinking and, and doing all sorts of things, like he was very in the world, he really caught those pearls and I could see he wanted more. And that pearl catching actually.
0: That's an was, understatement, Gia. He did want more.
1: He did want more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he wanted to, to go on a date with you. He wanted he to be your boyfriend. He did. He do, want...
1: you, do you blame the guy? <laughs> yeah, on. of course that. <laughs> so yeah, in the end, I I just found it was a, a, a pastor in Sydney, once talked about throwing pearls i think it was pastor sam braga at the time i i we i just was listening to one of his sermons at church he was at our church and sharing and he shared this concept of throwing pearls and he was sharing how he would throw pearls every time he'd go get his hair cut with the hairdresser and the hairdresser would never catch him but a year later i think she was diagnosed with cancer and he threw a pearl he just never stopped throwing a pearl but he would just throw it. And she was diagnosed with cancer. And I could be wrong. This is many years ago that he shared this story. And he threw the poem. and she caught it because she was sick and she was ready to hear about God. Yeah. So again, a, by the way, I wanted to way. say that
0: those three steps are that's like the most that's very useful counsel. Like that's very like useful. I wanted to comment on the second, on the whole idea of God sending you just one person. I, I find that I can get like weighed down with the thought of saving everyone that I oftentimes don't see the people that are right in front of me.
1: Yes. It's if
0: I'm a fisherman sitting in a boat and I'm like trying to catch every fish in the sea, but nothing's biting my line. And then a fish jumps in my boat and I like pick up the fish and throw it back over and go, ah, nothing's biting. <laughs> so I'm, like I'm trying to do things to win the world. And then there's just one person who is in my life that let's say, yeah, they're open to me. They're open to my friendship and they do catch pearls from time to time. And I don't see it because I'm just so, focused on winning everyone that yes like a way to say it would be like you're wanting to do everything so you don't do anything and like the the bible has this verse that says don't despise the day of small things and individuals enter into the kingdom because they accept jesus and you can yeah and if you can't minister to one person you're probably not equipped and ready to win everybody oh it's a it's
1: such pressure i felt like as a new christian i was like why am i not winning lots of people to god i'm doing everything i'm praying for them i remember this one guy i was ministering to. I think it was like eight years or seven years before he got baptized and he got baptized a day before he died. I was just like, God, I think I just want to be faithful with just even that one person that I. He, he ended up getting cancer, but God had built a friendship between me and him and his wife. His wife was Adventist background, but he was an atheist and they got married. He was a lovely guy, like not one of those angry atheists or anything like that. He just didn't grow up with a religion. He had a single mother and he traveled the world with her. She was a bit of a hippie, I think, Background and he just didn't have any concept of God and it wasn't something he wanted to know about at the time. But after many years of just becoming friends, I never once I just said to him, "I'm praying for you" and stuff. But I never had a Bible study with him, nothing until probably a few months before he passed away. My mentor, who I have a a lot of respect for, he's the guy that brought me into the church. He's a, a lay pastor in Sydney. He said to me, "Gia, I think you've wasted so many years helping this man physically." but you've never brought him spiritually to God. Like you've not helped him make a spiritual decision. And that really weighed heavy on my heart. And I thought, you know what, God, I'm going to pray and I'm going to share with him. And then the next time I spoke to him, we spoke on the phone for over an hour or so. And I gave him the best Bible study I've ever given without opening the Bible. And you know what? He started crying. And he's, I'm ready to accept Christ. But that's because after all those years, I was just a good friend to him and his wife. And my husband was a good friend to the family as well. And we did everything we could to help him. But it just goes to show that if you could just be faithful with the one person, you don't know how many people that one person will bring. I, yep. My sister brought her whole family in when she came to Christ after I brought it. You just so, bring the so one it's, person. It's, and
0: I, I just wanted to say too, I think it's, it's what you're saying presents a picture that is so much more doable. Like I think a lot of times... The whole idea of witnessing in the work, workplace, like it scares a lot of people Yeah, because they think that they have to either be super he- spirit filled, like not that we all need to be super spiritual, yeah. Yeah. but that yeah. they have to be like super Christian, super theologian, super witnessing person, super like outgoing like you. Yeah. And it can be very intimidating to think like, I've got to stand for Jesus in an environment where nobody loves God. Nobody. Yeah is positive towards Christianity. And that can be very intimidating, but the way that you've broken it down with just, I don't know, you just have a real relationship with God and really be open to his spirits leading in your life on a regular basis, day by day. And then when you go to work, you're just praying, God, just one person, bring one person into my life. That simplifies everything. And then the whole idea of little pearls, like you're not preaching sermons, you're just sharing little bits of biblical wisdom, something you heard in a sermon, something yeah. from your life, something you're learning in your own relationship with God, but you're just sharing it as a, f- a friend, like as a normal person. Yes. So now you're not like on a stage performing, you're That's just an right. individual living your life and being who you really are.
1: And God will give you wisdom. If you pray for wisdom, God will give you wisdom when to share, how to share those pearls. Because like I said, the easiest one is praying for someone there could be other pearls. Like you said, if if you share something that you heard in the sermon or something, it depends on what conversation you're having in the workplace. um, If you're in a meeting and if if it's going to help, God will give you the wisdom, Hey, share this with them. And you'll see if someone catches what you've just said, if someone catches that pearl, okay, that person wants more.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, listen, Gia, thank you so much for coming. And I really appreciate your time. And I think I was thinking this conversation really focused on like sowing seeds in the workplace, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And what in the? And I the question that comes to my mind is, now what do you do now, man? Someone's picking up, they're they're picking up the pearls and they're really enjoying conversing about deep and spiritual things or meaningful things. And what do I do now? Maybe we can have you back and and do like part Absolutely. two. Absolutely, I've workplace. done
1: things. I've done things that have helped in that area, and and they're yeah. not super pressured.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Hey, listen, God bless you guys. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Um, God bless you. We'll be praying for you. And yeah, see you next week. Bye.